Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. All right, everybody, let's do this. First Corinthians chapter eight, only 13 little verses, 13 short verses. Um, thanks for joining us today on the, the podcast, Daily Prayer. As we uh, read through the New Testament in a year, we are halfway through the book of First Corinthians now. So let's see what Paul is instructing this crazy church. What are you instructing this crazy church to do? But every church crazy, you know that, right? Because people are there. <laughs> and so, um, Paul is uh, instructing them. He's instructed them on uh, sexual issues, on lawsuits, on issues related to being single and married. Um, and now he's going to talk about something that's going to seem very foreign to us. So it's going to take a little background conversation, but, uh, he's going to talk to them about foods sacrificed to idols. Wait, what food sacrificed to idols? That was a real deal in Corinth. Um, see if we can apply some, um, a contemporary lesson to it. You know, sometimes when there's a, something that's highly contextual like this, like, Food sacrifice idols, not something we deal with every day. Um, but then you got what you got to do is then you got to look at below that or beneath that to the underlying principle. What's the principle? Like maybe that specific issue is not our issue today, but what is the principle that can be applied um, across time and space into different uh, contexts to even to ours today? And there definitely is one. We'll, we'll dig into that and see. All right. Welcome, everybody. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world, and we listen to uh, occasionally some instrumental music in the background. That's what we do. Because we can. Welcome. 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Remember, Paul's, we get the impression Paul's working off of a list here. You know, there's some correspondence that's going on back and forth between Paul and the Corinthian church, and we get the impression that uh, he's working through a list. Like they've asked him about certain matters for him to address them, give us some guidance, some instruction on these matters. And so, um, so now he says, so now about food sacrifice idols, y'all are asking me, y'all are asking me about food sacrifice. So let me, let me, let me, let me pick that up now about food sacrifice idols. Here's here it is. We know that we all possess knowledge, but knowledge puffs up while love Builds up. Man, ain't that the truth? You know, you've seen some people who, you know, knowledge, you know, neither, knowledge can either make you humble or make you, can lead you to, to pride. Knowledge should lead you to humility. Because the more you know, you realize, the more you realize you don't know. <laughs> right? The more, the more you learn, the more you know, the, the more you realize there's a lot I don't know. I don't even, I don't even know what I don't know yet. You know? Um, but some people let their knowledge puff them up and uh, becomes arrogance. Um, 
And so Paul says, not about food sacrifice idols. He's like, some of you guys think you got, you know, some stuff about this issue. Some of you, some of you think you, some of you think you got this, this issue figured out. He said, but now be careful because your knowledge can puff you up. Um, so here's the deal with the food sacrifice idols in antiquity in Corinth in particular, um, Animals were brought to sacrifice to the gods. When those um, when those animals were sacrificed, um, a third of the meat was given was burnt on the altar to the deity. Um, a third was given to the priest. So I'll be looking for my third of a T-bone next week. <laughs> I'll be looking. I mean, wait, I mean, waiting for my third. I mean, just waiting for my third. Anyway, anyway, but I digress. Um, so <laughs> a third, a third was given to the deity, burnt. A third was given to the priest, and and then the third, the the worshiper could take home with them. So this food uh, that was uh, sacrificed to idols could end up in a person's home. Uh, or the priest, you know, if I didn't want my third, you know what I'm saying? Like he gave me my third. I took my third, but I didn't really want my third. They'd be, I could sell that third to a market. A little side, little side hustle, people. I need a little side hustle. Give me a third so I can have a side hustle. <laughs> so the priests, the priest would have a little side hustle. They'd sell their third to the temp, to the, to the meat market and resell it. Make a little side money, you know, a little spending money. A little mad money. Not a bad idea. So anyway, um, so there. The question is, what should we do with this meat? If I, first of all, you don't need to be worshiping. Let's let's put the first option off the table. <laughs> first option off the table is you don't have no business being at a pagan temple worshiping. So you you better not be bringing no meat home from your for your own self. That shouldn't be happening. But these other scenarios are possibilities. What if you're out shopping? This T-bone, $8.99 a pound. This T-bone, $5.99 a pound. The $5.99 a pound just happened to be at the temple. But it's $5.99. Do I have to pay $8.99 for, the, for that T-bone? Okay, I paid $5.99. That was actually one sacrifice to an idol. I'm in the market. What do I do? What do I do? That's a good deal, people. Once you get a, get it away from the market, they look just the same. They look the same. They eat the same. They cook the same. It ain't as easy as it seems. You save three dollars. You're trying to be a good steward with God's money. <laughs> I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be a good steward with the Lord's money. I'm about a five ninety nine one. I know it's. I know it was offered to Aphrodite. I don't even believe that mess. So I'm gonna pay my five nine nine. I'm gonna take it home and I'm gonna eat that sucker medium rare. Gonna be good too. Mm. What do you do? Or, or another scenario. You go to a brother's house. You go to a brother's house. They invite you over for dinner. You're like, yeah. So you're having dinner. Sit down. You haven't eaten. You about to eat your steak. You're like, hey man, it's a good steak. Where'd you get this steak? Oh, I picked that up at Aphrodite Market. <laughs> You're like, like that. That's what happens. You stop mid 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 bite. 
Yeah, yeah, I got I got a good I got man some good steak over at Aphrodite Aphrodite Market. Woo! Nanny got some good meat over there. <laughs> so you're at your friend's house, you're about to eat your steak, and you find out Aphrodite my Aphrodite this came from Aphrodite Market. Oh, oh wait, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to just choke it down? Or am I supposed to object? I'm like, look, bro, thanks, man. I'm just gonna stick with a salad. Because I can't eat nothing from Aphrodite's market. What do you do? See, it seems simple, but they ask the question. It's a good question. So Paul's going to address the issue. Um, so here we go. Here's what, we, here's what Paul's recommendation is. Inspired by the Holy Spirit. Um, those who think they know something do not yet know as they ought to know. But whoever loves God is known by God. So then, about eating food sacrificed to idols. We know that an idol is nothing at all in the world. And that there is no God but one. Okay, let's set this out straight. He's like, some folks are saying this, and they're right. right? Some people are saying there's no God but one. So it doesn't mean anything. And in a sense, it's true. There's no other gods. There ain't. So you might call it. You might call that God Aphrodite, but there ain't no Aphrodite God. All these crazy fools walking around, male prostitutes. I don't know what you got going on, but there ain't no Aphrodite. You're just being crazy. You're spreading germs. That's all you're doing. So you may know that, that there's only one God. It's Yahweh, the Lord. So, so that stuff don't bother you. You ain't worried about Aphrodite. You ain't worried about all these other deities, Zeus, Hermes. You ain't worried about all that because you know they, they, ain't, they ain't even real. Say that's true. That's knowledge. But you can't let that knowledge make you arrogant, right? For even, verse 5, for even if there are, quote, so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, and he's, he's not saying literally there are. He's saying people believe this stuff. You know, there are people believe that there are many gods and many lords. We, we know this. Yet for us, followers, those who have this knowledge, this God has revealed it to us. There is but one God, the Father, from whom all things come and for whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we, we live. So he's saying um, there's only um, there's only one God and one Lord, Jesus Christ. We know that. We know that everybody else thinks there's all these gods and deities and lords and blah, blah, blah. But we know better. God has revealed it to us. We, we have this knowledge. Now, this knowledge is true, but we can't let this knowledge puff us up. We've got to use this knowledge of God with wisdom and humility. Um, verse 7. But not everyone possesses this knowledge. Not everyone knows that. Some people believe this stuff is real. Some people are still so accustomed to idols that when they eat sacrificial food, they think of it as being sacrificed to a God. And since their conscience is weak, it is defiled. So two things, a couple things. First of all, if you think this stuff is real, if you think that this food sacrifice, if you really believe in these, these deities, you still got, you still wrestling with that. And you actually think this stuff is real. You don't, you don't need to be eating it. Don't eat it. No, because now you're, now you're worshiping a, a false God. So if you if you if you like um, tarot cards, rabbit's foot, rabbit little rabbit's feet, we always picking on the rabbits, man. Why we always got to pick on the rabbits? The rabbits, you cutting the little rabbit's feet off. 
I don't know why you're doing that in the first place, but you're cutting a little rabbit's feet off and you're sticking it on your rear view mirror. Now, if you think there's some good luck from that little rabbit's foot, from all them rabbit's feet, you don't need to be putting that on your windshield. Because now you're 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 being superstitious. Now, if you know better, you know there's no suit. That's superstitious. God's Lord is the Lord is Lord of all. Ain't no little rabbit's foot gonna keep me out of trouble. I know better than that. Then, if that's the case, if you know that, if you know that the little rabbit feet or the dream catcher or the four leaf clover or whatever else, it really doesn't have any power. You just like the way it looks. That's fine. That's fine. But if you're kind of you kind of kind of doing it because you want it superstitious, or you got a little statue. And you know that little statue is not powerful. There's no power in that little statue. But then fine. And you just think it looks good. Put it in your yard. Put it in your. Put it on your roof. Put a tattoo of it on your on your on your neck. <laughs> but but if you think that little statue has power, you don't have no business messing with it. You ain't got no business messing with it. And some people they don't have no business messing with it because they aren't fully convinced about this, the knowledge of God. So, um, so I, mean, I, want, I want one of them little, I want one of those little statue tattoos on my neck. <laughs> oh man. You must be from the morning Bible study. You must be from the morning prayer, the podcast. You got one of them, you got one of them neck tattoos. Anyway, I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. Um, <laughs> so some people are still accustomed to idols that when they eat sacrificial food, they think of it as, as being sacrificed to God. And since their conscience is weak, it is defiled. Now, he's also talking about people who just just came out of that, right? They just came out of this 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 pagan worship. When they sit down to eat, or eat this food, it brings back all those memories of worshiping a, a pagan deity. And they just can't do it. It doesn't it doesn't sit right. Um, it's just like some people who, you know, maybe got delivered from alcoholism. Um, some people maybe go into a bar and grill and can have, you know, dinner and drink. They're fine. It doesn't bother them. But people maybe who come out of an alcoholic lifestyle or a party scene, they go in there. It just doesn't sit right. It brings back all those thoughts of the partying, the craziness, the debauchery. And they're like, I can't do that. Is there anything wrong with going into a bar and grill? No, not necessarily. Not strictly speaking. No, there isn't. But um, but you can't do it. It's kind of, you just struggle with it. <laughs> now, strip club, different. <laughs> you ain't never have no business going in there. <laughs> no, I should say, unless you go in there and do ministry, and that should be probably the ladies doing the ministry in the strip club. The guys don't even try to play that with me. Guys, guys be saying, I'm I got a strip club ministry. No, you don't. Well, please sit down. Sit down. Sit down, fool. You lying. You that ain't your ministry. Let me tell you something. God spoke to me. You are not made for the strip club ministry. Why? Because you're a man. That's why. <laughs> but if you just go into the bar and grill. You know, it may not be the same, but but for some, they sit down with these food sacrificed to idols and it brings back all that pagan worship. And it, it's a stumbling block. Verse nine. Um, I'm sorry, verse eight. But food does not bring us near to God. We are no worse if we do not eat or no better if we do. So strictly speaking, Paul is saying it doesn't matter. 
because there is no other God but the Lord. So strictly, strictly speaking, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't, you're not going to be condemned to hell by eating meat or not eating meat. You're not going to be saved if you do or if you don't. It, strictly speaking, it does not matter. You're not going to be damned to hell if you walk into a bar and grill. You're not going to be saved if you stay out. Strictly speaking. Verse 9, though. Be careful, however, that the exercise of your rights does not become a stumbling block to the weak. Okay, you got to be. So, again, this goes back to uh, we were created for each other. We're not just about ourselves. It's about other people, too. It's about the family. It's about our testimony. It's about the community of faith. So um, be careful that those who still struggle with this food sacrifice to idols, if you dare... <laughs> If you're there, if you're there tearing up a ribeye, oh yeah, I'll take yours too. Can't have some of that. Sopping it up with a biscuit. It's you you're causing your you're causing your brother to stumble. You're causing your sister to stumble. You're, you're using your knowledge to puff them up or to puff yourself up, right? Be careful that the exercise of your rights. Now, is it wrong to eat your eat your, your big old steak and sop it up with a biscuit? No, it ain't wrong, but it's you're causing them to struggle. You're causing them to stumble. Don't do that, man. Consider your brothers. For if someone with a weak conscience sees you sopping it up with a biscuit. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I don't even know what's happening today. <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> There's a spiritual point to all this, I promise. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. For if someone with a weak conscience sees you with all your knowledge, eating, got, got juice flying down your face, all crazy. They see you doing all that. Won't that person be emboldened to eat what is sacrificed to idols? Now you made this sick, sick per this weak person emboldened to eat food sacrificed to idols because you're acting crazy. Stop it. Verse 11. So this weak brother or sister for whom Christ died, remember, right? He's, he's raising the value. We, You matter to God, but so does your brother and sister. They matter to God. So does a person who's yet not come to faith in Jesus. They matter to God. So the, this weak brother and sister for whom Christ died is destroyed by your knowledge. Because you know better, because you know that this, this food sacrifice to idols that you got for $5.99 at, at Aphrodite Temple, Temple Market, don't mean nothing. But to them... You're causing them to stumble. Because maybe when they eat it, it reminds them of all the temple worship they used to do. And remember the temple worship they used to do. I'm talking about temple prostitutes. So they eat the little meat sacrifice aisles. They think about all that worship. You don't need to be bringing that to nobody's mind. Verse 12. When you sin against them in this way and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. See that you eat meat. That ain't the sin. But you wound a brother and sister. That's a sin. Yeah, you, you, you wound a brother or sister who has a weaker conscience. You bruise them. You, you damage them. You lead them away from Christ. That's the sin. <clears throat> Therefore, if what I eat, this is some this summation right here. We're getting to this right here. It's what we headed to. Therefore, if what I eat causes my brother or sister to fall into sin, I will never eat meat again. 
so that I will not cause them to fall. Paul's like, why? Salvation, a relationship with God, our testimony, our witness, someone else's salvation, someone else coming to Christ. All of that is far more important than my momentary individual rights. Mm, we, we love talking about our rights. Paul's like, hey, your rights are not as important as someone else's uh, coming to Christ. That should be your highest priority. That should govern all of our actions. And we should be willing to yield, uh, restrain, abstain anything for any season uh, in order to elevate Christ and our witness um, of his grace and mercy. So, all right, we made it to the end. We got through the food, food sacrifice to idols. We went to the Aphrodite temple market. We made it back. We ate a, we ate a ribeye. Now we learned, we learned the truth. We let knowledge humble us and not puff us up. So today, you got rights. Can you do, um, is everything permissible? Uh, yeah, but not everything's beneficial. And so, let therefore, I, whatever, I, if I what I eat causes my brother or sister to fall into sin, I'll never eat meat again, so that I will not cause them to fall. Let's love one another. Let's be a good witness to one another. All right, you guys, thanks for joining us today. That's a... Uh, well, we got a lot to pray about, man. Well, Lord, we need Jesus right now like we never need Jesus before. Woo! Help us, Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your love and grace. Thank you for your word that is always relevant, even when it's in a cultural situation that's so different from ours. In many ways, the principles are so relevant and so practical, Lord. Um, so, Lord, help us not to um, or help us to be careful in exercising our rights. Um, so that we do not become a stumbling block to a weaker brother or sister. Um, Lord, help us to uh, to use everything we have to be a witness for the glory of your great name. Lord, I pray for my friends today. I pray your blessing upon them. I pray that they would um, just be, we would all just be your testimony, your living witness today, uh, pointing people to the goodness and the grace of Jesus. Lord, we pray for our kids, we pray for our schools, pray for our teachers and faculty. God, we just pray for a good school year. We pray for safety. We pray for healing and wholeness. Uh, Lord, we pray that there'll be protection from the coronavirus that still seems to be plaguing our culture and world right now. So, Lord, we pray for protection for our kids. Um, Lord, thank you for my friends. Whatever they need from you today, I pray that you would touch them, encourage them, strengthen them. May you bless them in a great way today. May you uh, just be um, uh, more than they need. May you provide more than they need, more than enough for each one of them today. Lord, we love you. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, my friend. Thank you for being on today. Thank you for uh, maybe having a chuckle or two. You know, we do laugh. We do laugh on here quite a bit. So thank you for being on here and uh, finishing up 1 Corinthians chapter 8 tomorrow, 1 Corinthians 9. Um, so, hey, go have yourself a ribeye. Go have, go, go have yourself a steak. Hope you find it for a good price, too. <laughs> Love you guys. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. 
Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's Word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.